Welcome, bride chillas and groom chillas. Groom chillas, Alicia. Let's uh, let's workshop that. Uh, and maid chillas because it is maid chiller week. That is bridesmaid in uh, English or other languages. So delighted to have you here on the show. I have lots to get through today. How did you find Monday's episode with the wonderful Jen? Oh gosh, I like Jen. I just love meeting people who are proactive, who are entrepreneurial, who see a problem and try and help fix it. And I was trying to explain to one of my friends at work yesterday about uh, what Jen does, about her bridesmaid for hire gig. And she's like, but I don't understand. Why don't people why don't people just find friends that can be helpful? Why don't I understand? And I'm like, no, no, this is seriously amazing because she steps in and solves problems. Sometimes you don't have the people around you that are there to support. Sometimes the people around you aren't great at organizing things. And like she said on Monday, the whole idea of it isn't necessarily that she always kits up and wears the maid chiller dress and does all the stuff. Sometimes she does. I also love that. I think it's very clever. Now, one thing we didn't mention on Monday, which I would love to get you involved in. If you follow me on Instagram, you're already very aware of this. But Jen has very generously offered to give one of you lovely bride chillers or maid chillers. I've got lots of people that listen and aren't getting married just yet. A one hour complimentary session with her. And this is a giveaway I'll be doing. And get this, rock your socks out. If you enter via Instagram, and all we're asking you to do is uh, tag your maid chillers. And if you're not having maid chillers, tag someone that you like. I'm not picky. Someone that you think would find value in listening to this podcast and following me on Instagram. And if you win, you not only get the one-hour session with Jen, which is very good. It's invaluable. You will also get tote bags, maid chiller tote bags for your whole crew. I'm whispering with you. It's very strange, but so excited. This is my biggest giveaway I've done and I couldn't be happier. So what you need to do is visit my Instagram account, which is instagram.com slash Alicia McCormack, A-L-E-I-S-H-A-M-C-C-O-R-M-A-C-K. Just Google it or go to savethedatepodcast.com and click through there. So many options. Look at the account thing, find the photo, tag it, Follow it, do what I ask you to do, and you may win. So happy about that. And uh, so happy that so many people have already participated. Uh, When I put the post up on Monday, it went off. Thank you very, very much. Look, as I said, a lot to get through. But firstly, I need to say thank you to a couple of people who have very generously donated some funds. I have to thank Kimberly Sykes for her very generous donation If you are unaware, I actually ask if you want as like a little tip jar to say if you enjoy the show and you have the available funds, I'm not pressuring you in any way. You can go to savethedatepodcast.com slash support and there's a little PayPal button there that you can simply press. Who else pressed the button this week? This is, I'm I'm just stoked. Uh, I have to thank the wonderful uh, Megan, who also, uh, Megan Nassbaum. Nassbaum, Megan Nassbaum. It's like I'm calling out a school thing. Thank you, Megan. Also, Amy Jowsey and Dylan Ferninani. No, Dylan, I have done that wrong. Let's let's do it again. And thank you, Dylan Ferniani. 
Fern Ianni. I'm going to say this 120 times and it's still going to be wrong. I do apologize, Dylan. You know who you are. You're a lovely, lovely person. And I thank you, all of you, Megan, Dylan, Amy, Kimberly. You are ultimate bride chillers. And I'm so grateful for your patronage and support. I have so many questions to get through today. So let's crack on and start with a Twitter question from the lovely The Blue Hex. Uh, She has left me a wonderful tweet saying, is it up to other people to plan your wedding shower? Is it bad that I'm afraid I won't get one if I don't plan it? This to me is actually one of the quintessential bride chiller questions about maid chillers and the crew, especially if you are a bride chiller. And it's funny, I've got a couple of questions coming up in the next few weeks that are about being too bride chiller, about when you're going, I don't know if I'm I'm worried enough about all this stuff. I don't know if I need to be panicking a little bit more. And I think the wonderful Blue Hex, Blue, I feel like you're in the position where you're like being really chill, but now going, oh, am I being too chill? Have I not done enough to uh, get my gals on board to do this stuff. Now, I don't know, when it comes to pre-wedding events, whether that is a bridal shower, if you're doing those sort of traditional style, I don't know, where people bring your house shit, or um, that wasn't very Martha Stewart of me, I don't know, when people bring your house shit, the sort of events, an afternoon event that you might might have uh, your grandmother and mother at, where in Australia they call it the kitchen tea. You might have heard me say it's a kitchen tea where they're bringing aprons and tea towels and various other things. I think it's a little, I think it's a little, uh, well, a bit antiquated if you ask me. That's my real Australian sort of, uh, a bit Kath and Kim. That's how you'd talk if you're out in the suburbs. Don't use that accent very often. Uh, there it is. It depends if you are choosing to have those sort of pre-wedding events or maybe you're just having a a bachelorette or a hen's do or some sort of um, celebratory pre-wedding situation, whether you're calling it by those names or not. I was in the position where I actually said to my girls, look, I don't, I'm not really into anything with penises. You've probably heard my episode on phallic-free bachelorettes. It's just not my scene. I did not want strippers. I didn't see these parties. And we need to break it down when we're talking about, um, you know, pre-wedding parties that traditionally they were about saying, this is your final hurrah. This is the night that you're not going to go out. You're going to go out and you're not going to get any more dick from anyone else. Now you're not getting dick from anyone else anyway. I mean, that's the thing I'm hoping, I'm assuming, unless you're in some sort of open relationship situation and bully for you, as my grandmother would say, that's very open-minded of you. And I'd love to talk with you on the show if you are, get in touch. But, you know, you're not really going out and, you know, spreading the vagina everywhere, are you? I mean, the whole idea is to party with your girls and say, let's get it on and have a good time. Not Maybe you're getting, not physically getting it on. Maybe you are. Fine. Let's have a nice time. Let's let our hair down and have a party before I settle down. Blah, blah, blah. Now, we know not a you know, majority of you are not going to ever not go out with your ladies again or your gents, not gender specific. But I was particularly just saying about your maid chillers, the idea of the bachelorette and hen's party is a party to celebrate the end of your singledom. But technically, you haven't been single for some time, I'm assuming. That's my summation of these events. So when it came to 
organizing my day, I was a little cavalier with it all. I was a bit casual. I was like, I don't really, I really don't even care if we don't have something. And then my gals got together and said, look, we're not, not going to do that. Silly. But I said, look, I'd rather go out for a nice meal. I would like to go to a nice restaurant or do something in the day. And I have spoken about this before, not to bore you. I won't repeat it over and over. But I had heard of a new cafe in Melbourne called Craftoon, And it was a craft cafe where they basically, they sat you at a table with lots of little Tupperware tubs of macrame and macrame, like, you know, like pasta, uncooked pasta and paint and shit. And we sat down and we had a high tea. And this was, we basically, I had, I've got lots of friends that had had babies and we're in various stages of their lives. And they said, look, we can't do the nighttime, but we can do some afternoon things. So I had a progressive hen's day. So we started at this beautiful cafe. We made crafts, which I can't tell you how much I enjoy doing that sort of shit. And we ate scones and biscuits and cakes and had a glass of champs. And then we went back to my friend Julia's house who just happens to host um, a, a, quite a famous Australian TV show called Rockwiz. And she it's like a music quiz show. Google it. She's fabulous. She's been on the show. And uh, she'll be on the show again, no doubt. She's amazing. And she did... I didn't know anything about this, but they then got more of the girls that couldn't sort of... You know, we had a bit of a passing of the baton of ladies. And she created a very her very own episode of Rockwiz about... Rich and I's relationship. She made little cards in the lounge room and we had cocktails and we played this quiz, which was delightful. I think we all had such a good time. And then we drank more cocktails and then the people that couldn't stay went off to their various babies and lives. And then a small group of us, like four or five of us, four of us went out for dinner and we had just a lovely day. Now that to me was like a perfect progressive day where I got to eat laugh, drink cocktails, eat more. I had no desire to go clubbing or do any of that sort of shit. But I said to my ladies, look, you know, I want to go to this craft cafe. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, of course you do. Let's let's book that. So my long answer to your question, the blue hex, is May chillers should be the sort of gals that you can have a conversation with and say, look, and, it, and can I just correct myself as well? If you don't have a bridal party, I'm talking about close female friends or guy friends as well. No gender specifics again, but people that you are going to be with on the day and around surrounding yourself with that you can have a conversation and say, well, what are we going to do? Would you like to organize it? Maybe there's someone that's really good at organizing people and getting things done. Or you could say, let's organize it all together. What I find quite charming is if you do have a group of friends that you love and trust, and hopefully they are your main chillers, that they can organize something that really works for you and them and that reflects your friendship and what you would normally do as a group of people. Again, we know, as we've talked about on Monday, and I've talked about heaps, is that a lot of times bridal parties are made up of lots of people that don't know each other very well. So, you know, if you have one particular friend that lives near you or that also knows your uh, area quite well, and if people are traveling to your area to organize it, maybe that's the person that should be the person that um, is in charge of organizing. One thing I think it's really important to talk about, and I'm actually going to get my lovely friend from work, Lucy, I'm going to talk to her because she mentioned this to me 
the other day and uh, I should have recorded this for her to talk about now, which is not very prepared, but I'm going to tell her story. She said to me, Alicia, I'm in a wedding party and one of the girls who I don't know very well, she emailed the other day and she said, I am going to be planning a hen's day for the bride and I need you all to put £200 in a bank account for me uh, because I've booked it all. Now, I nearly spat out my coffee because £200, my US listeners, is about $500. And I'm like, what the fuck are you planning for £200 in one day? And who is this bitch to be able to go and ask you to put this money? Like, who does she think she is? So she had actually taken charge, and good on her, but she'd taken charge and gone nutso and put everyone in the position of having to then, you know, basically pay the money without giving anyone any options. So this is like a a maid of honor going rogue. And I said to Lucy, can I have her phone number? I feel like she'd be great for the podcast, and I need to have a quiet word with her about adjusting her weird attitude to, uh, you know, other people's money. (laughs) So, you know, I, I, will, I will try and get Lucy to um, tell this story. She was a little reluctant. She's like, I don't want to go to bridesmaid jail, which I promised her she wouldn't. But to me, I think it's very important that whoever's organizing your hen's day or bachelorette uh, needs to be able to communicate to the other members of the team and make sure that they are well available on the dates, but also have the coin to do whatever you're planning to do. Now, this doesn't mean that you have to get involved, but I think it's always very, very, um, well, I think it's always very good to be mindful of who you are asking or who is putting themselves forward about what they're going to be doing and organizing and sort of the general demeanor of your crew. I think some people get really crazy and feel like they have to jump in and organize something that's extravagant and luxurious when, like me, a lot of bride chillers probably just want to be able to have an awesome time with your closest friends and enjoy their company. To me, it's not about spending lots of money or doing crazy things or outdoing each other. And I think we've sort of developed a little bit of a bad attitude at the moment with people becoming obsessed with going away on lavish weekends to other countries and stuff. And you're like, listen, people are trying to pay for a wedding and be a part of a wedding. Let's all just relax. So the blue hex, I think you really need to uh, think about who's in your crew, whether you're having a bridal party or not. If you've got a close group of friends, have a discussion and say, hey, would you be like to organize this for me? Or if you feel more comfortable organizing it, maybe pick a buddy to organize it with so you don't have to take on the stress of doing this on your own. I think it's a really nice gesture. I think a lot of friends would be delighted to be jumping in and organizing something for you and something surprise and silly and fun because that's what it's all about. It's not about retiring your vagina. Well, it is, well actually, I suppose it is, or penis. Uh, but maybe it's more about saying, here's to sleeping with one person for the rest of my life or for as long as you stay together. Oh, that was a bit negative. Reality. Love you. Speaking of Twitter, I love receiving your little tweets. I love when you Instagram me, you Facebook me, so many social medias. Tasita Nye said, still catching up with all the podcasts. Listen to what this one today. Loved it. Keep up the good work. Hashtag addicted. Thank you for listening. That was very nice of you to take the time to go and uh, to bloody write to me. 
really, really appreciate it. Okay, the next question I have uh, is from, well, she wishes to remain anonymous. So I'm going to call her Paula. There you go. Just made that name up. She says, I was in my brother and sister-in-law's wedding party while I was in college in 2010. Now I'm engaged and I can't decide if I need to include her and my brother in my wedding. I don't have a sister, so I don't have a built-in maid of honor. (laughs) Can I just stop and say, that's great. A built-in maid of honor. I'm going to just borrow that one. Um, So she says uh, uh, she doesn't have a built-in maid of honor. And was planning on asking my best friend to be my maid of honour. My sister-in-law and I get along just fine. But we're not best of friends. Do I need to include my sister-in-law in in my wedding party? What about my brother? They are new parents with a three-year-old and a one-year-old. And are seven years older than me and my friends. Cheers. Other name. Paula. Um, Okay. Here is the thing. I am a big fan of the non-obligation bridal party. If you have read... My book, The Guide to Getting Hitched, there's a whole chapter on this. And I feel like this idea that just because you were in someone else's wedding, that that doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be in yours. I know I've been in that situation and there have been no hard feelings, well, certainly not said to my face, um, about the obligation of coming back and, and asking that person to be in my wedding. Relationships change and as you say, You have a friend that you are closer with than your sister-in-law. So I feel like your friend would be a far better choice for this position. And I'm sure your sister-in-law, especially being a new parent and probably not having uh, the connection to your generation, as I'm saying, seven years can be a bit different, but also just that she's probably not in your actual friendship group, you know, hanging out with her every weekend, etc., etc. She's probably going to be cool with saying, yeah, I'm fine with just coming along to the wedding. I don't think you need to be offering them any position as a token gesture uh, just because they offered that to you. Also, it was 2010. That's quite some time ago. I don't know how your relationship has evolved since, but it sounds like they've sort of, and I'm saying grown up as in, you know, they've got kids, things are moving on. You're in the wedding sort of stage of your life. I think it's totally reasonable to be asking your lovely friend who will probably, as I just spent 10 minutes talking about (laughs) organizing, you know, bridal party parties and all those sort of things. I feel like she'll probably be a little bit more connected with what you are wanting to do and have the time to commit to doing it as well. That's also another thing. I'm sure a lot of the time when you sort of feel a little guilty about not asking people, especially if they've got kids and they've got other priorities, they're probably going, fine, I really am honored, but I've got 50 other things to do, including cleaning up baby feces and and uh, not sleeping. So I think you are in a fine position, lovely lady, Paula, to be saying, it's okay. It's totally fine. I'm going to ask my friend and uh, it won't be a problem. There it is. Thank you so much. Lovely, lovely Annie. Hmm. She has written to me. She said, Alicia, huge recent fan of the Save the Date Wedding podcast. I found you via a practical wedding. Why thank you. If you uh, haven't visited a practicalwedding.com, I would say do it. It's one of my favorite websites. She says, I'm binging on all of your past episodes. Thank you so much for keeping me sane and laughing. Good. I wanted to weigh in on a recent listener question about the gift giving norm for bridesmaids. Well, If there's one thing I've learned while planning a wedding, it's that people have very different ideas about what, quote, normal etiquette means. 
So it's totally possible that a friend will be offended if she doesn't receive a big gift from you at every event, but that doesn't mean that she might be right or reasonable in thinking so. This is a very good point you're making, and I just want to cast people's minds back. Maybe they haven't heard the episode. I had a a listener ask a question about, um, she was a bride chiller, but she was also a maid chiller. Jewel jobs. Not in her own wedding. That'd be weird. She was, uh, her friend was getting married before her, and she was sort of saying that she felt that the friend was, well, hinting about perhaps needing to have gifts for every fucking event that they're going to. And as we know, and have said numerous times, there seems to be more and more pre-wedding events that are happening. And a lot of the mainstream bridal wedding press are sort of manufacturing these events to, and, and well, events, but then also saying you need to take a gift to these events. And I think it's bullshit. I think we give enough gifts in life to not be stressed about giving more gifts and buying more shit that people don't need. And I'm not being, you know, a big commie lefty pinko. I'm just saying that there's only so many gifts we need to be giving people for certain situations. And I do think that there is, you know, a market for this sort of stuff. If you go on Etsy, and I love, you know, I fucking love Etsy, but there's a lot of tat on Etsy where people are trying to say, here's a special goblet you've got to give your bridesmaid to say, please be a fucking bridesmaid. And you're like, God, the bridesmaid doesn't need a goblet. She needs a bride chiller mug, a maid chiller mug. <gasps> that was a terrible product placement. But the idea is that people are saying you have to gift people certain items for certain parts of the events. It's overkill. And, uh, I really think it's just sort of been sort of manufactured for the use of the, you know, gift giving community online where they're sort of saying, oh, here's another thing you can give someone else because it suits their business. I carry on with the uh, lovely Annie's email. I digress. I apologize. She continues. She says, as a bride, I do not expect my bridesmaids to give gifts at all in capitals, just buying a dress Helping and planning pre-wedding events is a huge present. They are already putting in a lot of time and effort and money into my day. But since gift opening is such a big part of wedding slash bridal showers, you may want to bring a gift to those events. But it doesn't need to be big or expensive. You could perhaps give your friends something personal or handmade. Maybe a scrapbook, a funny or a heartfelt video tribute. Gift baskets of little treats that she loves. Maybe you have a skill that you can offer. Maybe you can talk to other bridesmaids and all contribute to a gift together. If you can come up with something creative, personal and inexpensive, all the better. Gosh, Annie, I love you because this is exactly what I've been banging on about. I really think that some of the best gifts I've ever been given aren't big pricey ticket items. They're the ones that have the most care and thought and, you know, like little personal touches to it. One thing I realize we're not doing anymore, and this is very child of the 80s of me, but we don't print photos. We don't have photo albums. Over Christmas, we went back to Australia and my beautiful grandpa, my grandfather, uh, Poppy, he died in, in December and it was very sad and I loved him so much. And we were at his house all together, the family, and there's a big cupboard of photo albums and I sat down and very happily went through these these books and books of my childhood. And I realized how nice it was. I mean, the smell of photo albums is pretty amazing. 
but also to sit there and flick through and I sat with my nephew and he was like, who's that person? I'm like, that was me when I was little. I was your age. And there was this sort of really nice idea of having a book in my hands and flicking through the photos. And we don't really do that anymore. So I was thinking about the idea of of getting a photo book together of your friendship or all your bridesmaids or all these key moments. I know it sounds a little hammy. There's something nice about having a physical item, something physical to hold on to when it comes to photographs. Not just going on an Instagram page or a Facebook wall, which is, you know, fine and fun. But one day when the apocalypse happens, the internet will shut down and you won't be able to look at that shit anymore. And you'll be like, oh, we have no power. I can't log on. I just want to see a picture of Nancy from grade seven. Who knows? (laughs) Oh, the apocalypse. I'm going to try and just wedge it into most episodes of this show. But what I'm saying is a really nice gesture may be to go back through all of your photos and have something, a photo book. You can get them printed. Go to Ebates, get your cash back. You can have these things printed for like 30 bucks. I'm not even kidding. So cheap. But get everyone to send all this shit through to you. And also a lot of the photo book Um, printing websites will uh, give you lovely templates. You can just drag and drop stuff in. I will do some research and I will find a couple of these great companies and I will link to them on today's show notes page so you can check it out. Visit savethedatepodcast.com. This is episode 158. You'll see the show notes there and I will find some links for you if this is something that you want to pursue. Also, as you know, we've said before that I had a lovely Uh, recipe book gifted to me and that was basically babes my best friend she and her lovely husband Mikey who's a graphic designer they collated they asked all of my crew to give me a memorable recipe from our relationship or something they know I love to eat and cook and they basically made a recipe book for me something I use all the time that didn't cost them a lot of money it took a bit of time and love but that was it I know they are 100% happy of you ripping that idea off. Everything on this show should be shared and replicated. Uh, Annie says, lastly, she also, when she was a maid of honor, she put together a family recipe book for the bride shower and designed their wedding invitations as my guest's wedding present. As a bride, I've asked my bridesmaids for an engagement photo session as her gift. It was so helpful to us. I know that it would be better for her to give her time and talent not just money. There it is. Hope that helps. It does, Annie. And I'm so happy I can share that today because I'm hoping that a lot of bride chillers will be sharing this episode with their maid chillers. And, uh, you know, my big message to you is obviously you're on this lovely lady or gents A team because they love you and that you're connected and you've got a friendship and, uh, you know, you get on and you're both weirdos and you like each other. It's not about who looks best in the dress or how much money you're spending or who knows each other more and all that sort of shit that people seem to pull and do weird stuff around weddings. It's about your friendship and it's about supporting each other. So I think from both perspectives, from the bride chiller and the maid chiller perspective, it's about being, uh, you know, very clear and honest with your intentions, not trying to outdo other people and spend lots of money that you don't need to spend. And also not necessarily pressuring each party to buy lots of useless tat that you don't need. There it is. 
I wanted to finish this episode uh, with a lovely email that I received from listener Joelle. She's from a, uh, a group called The Brides Project, and she says, Hey, I'm a listener from Michigan. I'm not engaged, just a huge wedding enthusiast. I love them, and I love your podcast. Thank you, Joelle. I listen while driving, and you keep me cracking up during my whole commute. I've listened to so many now. And when I tell my boyfriend about an episode, I feel like I'm talking about a recent convo with my dear friend, Alicia, but in a non-creepy way. I promise. I don't find that creepy at all. I, I think you're all my friends. That's not creepy. Anywho, I especially liked your episode recently on ethical weddings and pre-owned wedding dresses. and wanted to share some info with you about a great program for which I volunteer. It's called The Brides Project. It's a non-profit bridal salon. Oh my God, I'm in love. All of the dresses we sell are donated either from brides who have loved them or from salons and designers. Our space is donated and we're staffed by volunteers. All of the money raised from the sales goes to the cancer support community of Great Ann Arbor, which provides support groups, nutrition programs, educational workshops, and much, much more to individuals and families affected by cancer free of charge. It's a really amazing thing that's a win for everyone involved. Brides can find gorgeous dresses for prices much less than the original retail price, and they can feel great about their money going to help families and individuals affected by cancer. I'm so loving this. I want to hear from people all over the world that are doing this because this can't just be in Ann Arbor, although I love you, Ann Arbor. She carries on and she says, it's not only a budget relief for the brides, but it's also good for the environment. I've been a volunteer consultant for a year now, and it's not only incredibly fulfilling, it's also so fun. Here is the website if you'd like more information. It is www.thebridesproject.org. And uh, they are, who they're helping is cancersupportannarbor.org. So I'd like you all to visit thebridesproject.org for more information and I am delighted to be sharing this with my bride chillers and my grain, grain chillers. Don't know who they are. My chillers. Because I do believe, and I correct me, Joelle, if I am wrong, that you might do bridesmaids dresses as well. I was looking on your website. If you don't, I'm sure if people wish to donate and uh, wish to support, support you, that that would be an option. They have some wonderful social media pages. I followed them all, so you'll be able to follow them via me if that's the easiest way for you to do it. Or just Google thebridesproject.org and follow them there. I think this is a wonderful idea and just yet another way of supporting the community while also making your day wonderful. Save some money. Get shit done. I am delighted. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. Tomorrow, Friday, quickie day. It's not necessarily all made chiller skewed tomorrow, I will say, but there is uh, lots of stuff I'm going to talk about that is made chiller related. If you are going to enter the competition to win an hour session with Jen from Bridesmaid for Hire and tote bags, made chiller tote bags for your whole wedding party, even if there's 10 of them, settle down, we need to have a talk, please visit uh, my lovely Instagram page. You can find it via savethedatepodcast.com. If you haven't left me a review on iTunes, 
Could you do that for me, please, doll? I'd love it. That's a little free way that you can help promote the uh, the podcast to the masses. iTunes, love it when you leave reviews. It's like a little gold star. It bumps me up some magical list. People get to see me. Oh, I just love it. Also, uh, if you have a suggestion for an episode theme, I'd love to hear from you. I'm also very, 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 very much encouraging people to leave me voice messages, more so than emails, because it really is nice to hear your voice. And to be honest, can I just say, a lot of you write me very long emails, and I do love reading them. And uh, it's, it's, it is easier for me to include a long and lengthy explanation or a long and lengthy question via voicemail than it is for me just to read out your email. I like to hear your voice. So I am very much encouraging you to leave me a voicemail. You can either email me that to me or you can do it via SpeakPipe, which again, you can find via my homepage. Okay, enough from me. Until tomorrow's episode, happy days.